Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Hello and good morning. Welcome to another show of Going Greyhounds. What a big week it is in Greyhound Racing and what a big week it was last weekend. Of course, we've got the the big finals of the Tab Australian Cup and the Fantabale Superstayers down in Melbourne this Saturday night. They shape up as two cracking races as well. Back here in New South Wales, feature racing was at Bulleye on Sunday night where we saw the running of the Group 2 Cyril Rowe Bulleye Gold Cup. Well, was the short prize favourite, but he was upstaged by Castle Warrior at a double-figure prize for trainer Mark Wilcox. There's been plenty of other news too. Greyhound Racing New South Wales announced that Tari will be getting a new super track, whilst the 2022 $10 million chase schedule for May has also been released as the, top, as the state's top greyhounds prepare for that big event. So it's going to be a, a big show this morning. We've got plenty of guests to chat uh, the upcoming few weeks. Our first guest this morning will be Cam Hallinan, the owner of that breathtaking staying debut winner at Whitworth Park on Saturday night, Zipping Kansas. Racing, Zipping Kansas was second away. Tap out Sniper's going to initially lead him, but Zipping Kansas whips up and around the outside and puts six on Tap Out Sniper. Eye catching at its girth and tailing out by five Helen. Up the straight the first time and they wave to the crowd and it's Zipping Canvas through the pen there's put 15 on eye catching and Tap Out Sniper and two away by five Helen. Broadway side where they once started and Zipping Canvas here by 15 or six. 16 to eye-catching, four off to tap-out sniper, then comes by five Helen, but this is a procession on the corner. It's uh, Well, it's an obliteration, it's not a demolition, and zipping canvas down to the wire, wins by 14 and a half from eye-catching, by five Helen's got through to run the trifecta, and tap-out sniper was last. Yeah, that was a, a phenomenal staying debut by zipping Kansas at Wentworth Park on Saturday night. We're joined by owner Cam Helen, and good morning, Cam. Morning, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Run us through your thoughts on on his performance on oh, Saturday uh, night. It was quite stunning. No, he went super. He had a had a 650 split there the week prior, and um, the clock has told us that dogs just don't run that. So we knew he was going to run it out pretty strong because he didn't get tied in the 650 split. But that time was a bit surprising, actually. I didn't think he could run that quick. So scary to think there's a bit of room in, for improvement too. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's around the fourth fastest staying time that's ever been recorded at Wentworth Park, about two and a half, two and three quarter lengths outside of the track record held by Tornado Tears. And to think that was his only his first start over the staying trip. That's it's pretty exciting times for the for the next couple of months with so many big races on the horizon. Definitely, there's there's plenty of staying race. Like I said to Jason, if he can stay and be a handy stayer, you'd be travelling Australia with this dog. And what he done on Saturday night, I definitely think he'd be travelling Australia. I think he's going to push towards the Association Cup now. He was going to step him down back down to 600 for the Dubbo race over 600, but I think he's just going to keep him over 700 now. Yeah, it's a smart decision. I think that Dubbo race looks like it's going to be very, very strong. So to, to keep him at that staying trip with so many good races on the agenda is probably a, a smart move. Definitely. Uh, definitely a smart move. 
um, I think Minnie's going to have a crack at the Dubbo race with sipping curios and whatnot. So I think we'll have enough chances there. So I think Kansas is better, safer to stay over the 700. Them corner starts can be a bit tricky. Yeah, abs- absolutely, they can be. I'm, I'm sure a long-term goal, of course, with the, the, the 715 that Greyhound Racing New South Wales announced at the back half of last year, the half-a-million-dollar staying race at the Gardens. That's that's well onto the agenda, I would have thought, now for Zipping Kansas. Absolutely, no. He'll be pushing towards any seven any feature 700 because it's going to be a bit hard in between the free-for-all 700. Sometimes they, they lack a few noms, so... I'd say you'd be just chasing chasing the big ones from now. Yeah, it's not a not a bad little problem to have. I wouldn't have thought. I'm I'm generally one to loathe comparing times from from different meetings. But going back through the time that he produced on on the weekend and compare that to the 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 stain race on Pause of Thunder Night and comparing the times he would have led that stain race. And one quite convincingly beating Mapunga Ruby, who who dominated that, and then she's a short price favourite for the Fairnabale Stayers at, at the Meadows on Saturday. So that must give you some confidence to think it was his first time at the staying trip, and to produce a, a time like that's quite remarkable. Yeah, definitely, Matt. Um, I think you run fifteen ninety. That the dogs run fifteen ninety over the two eighty races. You know what I mean? So if he can lead a two eighty race, well, far out. And, and yeah. still run the 720. Yes. He'll, be, he'll be out in front and catch me if he can. And I don't think many dogs will be able to catch him being out in front. No, it's, it's hard to believe. He was he was a, he was a gun at, at the 520, and he's been able to. I know it's only one start, but he's already translated that to the 720, which is which is such a scary thought. You touched on zipping Kyrgios. Heading to Dubbo for the middle distance uh, championship. He makes his middle distance debut at Gosford tonight. How do you think he'll hand up, handle the step up in trip? We know he is strong at the five twenty. No, I think I think it'll be perfect for him. To be honest, I think I think he can jump on jump on the bunny and it'll be all over because he's pretty strong over the five twenty. So that that extra couple meters ain't going to worry him at all. And how did he pull up following his run? Uh, in the Tem Lee, where it, again, devoid of luck in a big final. Yeah, that was just a box draw again, but you can't take away anything from the winner. He's a super dog, but just the box draws are just unlucky for Kyrgios. So, no, he's pulled up good. Minnie's really happy with him. So, And this small field should help. He should lean on the bunny. I know Alabama won't be far behind him, but she won't, she won't be able to beat him tonight. And do you think with the, the step up in distance for him might negate, I guess, a little bit more... I guess he, he, he is still going to want to draw well, but just not having the, the sharpness of other dogs at 5.20 might actually help him Yeah, uh, I think at, so. at the 600. Yeah, I think so. I think I think he can be under the lids over the 600 because he, he does begin pretty good over the 500. He does miss it sometimes, but when he begins just with them, he's got that burn. So all he's got to do is begin with them over the 600s and he could probably be a length in front. Yeah, for sure. And and with, with his strength... Uh, he, it's, he's going to take a, a lot of running down. Yeah, that's right. And, and he, lo- he loves Dubbo at the moment. So if he can just get through tonight, and I think Minnie's taking him back to Gosford for the the like a heat, and then you go into Dubbo heat. So fingers crossed. Yeah, well, I'm sure he'll be a, a big player at shaping up to be a, a ripping series, that Dubbo Country Classic. All the very best to you with Zipping Kansas, as it sounds... Uh, staying to the 720, but 
Yeah, the, the staying world is, is his oyster and tipping Kyrgios, targeting the Dubbo Country Classic. Good luck, Cam, and I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Good on you, Matt. Thanks for having me. There we have Cam Hallinan, the owner of the breathtaking Stain Debut winner on Saturday night, Zipping Kansas and Zipping Curious, as we just heard, making his middle distance debut at Gosford tonight, ahead of next month's Dubbo Country Classic. We'll head for a quick break. On the other side, we chat with Mick Eberin, who owns Aussie Infrared, the sailor of Lala Kiwi, who's favourite for the Group 1 Australian Cup at the Meadows on Saturday night. The richest sprint race ever staged in trotting in the Southern Hemisphere. Miracle Miles, 1974. Hyundai Baton coming now. Hyundai Baton Hyundai Baton 1989. But Westburn Grant isn't he a champion? Westburn Grant comes down the line. Brilliant drive, big cross. Westburn Grant. 1998. But it's all Christian Cullen. He's done it there. Now he's done it here. Hail the new Australasian champion, Christian Cullen. He won the Garrard's Miracle Mile. Saturday, March 5. Punters, get down to Canberra this March 12 to 14 for the Canberra Racing Carnival. The ideal trip away for friends, family and punters clubs. With three big events in three days across the Canberra Day Long Weekend. Featuring the Black Opal and Canberra Cup Calcutta on Saturday, hosted by myself, Dave Stanley and Luke Marlow. Black Opal Stakes Day on the Sunday and Canberra Cup Day on the Monday. It's a special weekend of racing. Tickets and hospitality packages available now at thoroughbredpark.com.au. Very funny, guys. <laughs> oh, come on, mate. Dude, let me in the car. Get in! <laughs> While Harry's locked out, Tab's locking in their best prices possible on a tote win bet. Activate the lock on the Tab app, and if the fixed odds starting price is better when your horse wins, you'll get the difference in cash. And if your horse doesn't win, or the tote price is higher, you can use the lock yep, again. Yep, real fun. Tab, long where we play. Excludes WA residents. Available once per day on eligible online bets. Max odds difference payout $100. TNC's a website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers at 1-800-858-858. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Further heat of the cup. They're ready. Stand by for a start. Rupee a fraction slow to begin away fast. Lala Kiwi going to the lead, settling down from Jose Balquara, Bal followed by Aston Rupee, who's trying to chime in around the outside and going down the back straight. And the leader was Lala Kiwi, led by a length and a half down to Jose Bal. They were followed by Quara Bal next to the inside, Aston Rupee. A gap in the race in Boston Garden, followed then by Brilliant Black, and then came Envy to burn. And special talent coming to the turn though. Lala Kiwi is way out in front here. Jose Bal to the inside, but it's Lala Kiwi winning it easily in the run home from Aston Rupee up for second, followed by Yozo Balquarabal. Next in the race then came Boston Garden, followed by Brilliant Black in the last couple There we have Lala Kiwi winning her heat of the Group 1 Australian Cup last Saturday night. In the fastest time, I might add the daughter of Aussie Infrared. The owner of Aussie Infrared, Mick Eberin, joins us now. Good morning to you, Mick. Uh, G'day, Matt. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Obviously, you own Aussie Infrared Tell us about the the thrill that you get from seeing his his progeny perform on the racetrack. Yeah, it's a massive thrill for our whole family. Ozzy's um our pet at home uh, in between stud duties. Um, he lives with us. He sleeps in the house at night, so he's just our everyday pet. And um, as was his mum, who's um who we also raised and buried on our property nowadays. Um, so uh, yeah, we sort of. 
feel sort of connected to each pup. And we ride the highs and lows as lows as well as highs. Certainly, Lala Kiwi's um, really exciting. I'm pretty sure we still haven't seen the best of her. Not, you know, she's been winning group races and in group races. It's really exciting to watch Lala Kiwi. Yeah, absolutely. And Aussie Infrared, he was a winner of the, the Group 2 Maitland Cup, which is, of course, just around the corner up here in New South Wales. And he was a very high-class sprinter indeed. How do you... Like, Lala Kiwi's obviously very fast as well. How do you think she'll go on Saturday night? If she begins like she did last week, I think she'll win. Um, I think, you know, it could be her Group 1. Um She's she's been there about for a while. She's, I think she's won a couple of group races. She's second in the Melbourne Cup. She's probably at that age now where she's going into the peak form of career. But she seems like she's still getting faster. Twenty nine sixty, which I I'm guessing would have been a best. It's not far off the track record. So if she begins, I'm, I, I think potentially it's her race to lose. Yeah, the way the the draws probably fall and it, it, it suits her particularly if she can jump with a, a slow beginner Zippy Tesla. Drawn to her yeah, inside. she's got to begin. If she doesn't begin, well, she's in, in all sorts. But um, if she can repeat last week, she's um, it could be could be her big one, I reckon. And um, exciting, like she came to Wentworth Park and mucked up the boxes. But you know, hopefully, um, all goes well, and we're going to. I'd love to see her at Wenny again. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. Big race coming up there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. If she could come out and win on on Saturday night, I'm sure we'll be seeing her for the Easter egg and her million dollar chases, which are, are just around the the corner. Of course, one yeah. of your gun stayers of recent times, Ebby Ripper, has got two litters on the ground. First litters nearing breaking in stage. I hear. How are they shaping up? Yeah, they're good. They're um, four months old, so we're only sort of two months off. So. Getting to the serious end, but they're lovely pups and uh, they're um, uh, Rizzoletti, um very nice pups. And then we've got some Barcia bales behind them. So, yeah, it's sort of the calm before the storm for us at the moment. I'm sort of enjoying a little bit of a break. Uh, and are they, I guess it's it's still very early on, particularly with the, the, the second litter, the Barcia Bay a little bit. In your in the back of your mind, do you think they'll end up being stayers like like their mum, or or you've just got no idea? I suppose at this stage, yeah, it's just hard to say. Like you know, they they're confirmation wise, they look good. Um, they got they're nice pups. They have got good attitude. They behave well. Keen on the lures. Um, so you know, all signs are pointing. But um, we'll just see how we go. Like I mean, every Ripper sisters that we don't own, they're producing. Um, stuff that gets producing well, Utah Miss is producing well, so it's all good signs for us. But um, whether they'll stay or not, you know, you'd like to think um, Barty Bale does produce front-running stayers. Ritzelani was strong and just a brilliant dog. So, I mean, going back to Aussie Infrared, when I set out to produce that litter, I was looking for stayers, and I got it in the subsequent litter with every Ripper. So... Um, you really don't know. Yeah, yeah sometimes it, you think you, you think you know what you're getting, and then and then and then you don't get what you th- what you thought you yeah. were going to get. So in the lap of the God, just you know, just give them the best you can and and hope. That's all you can do. And Ebby Infrared, how's how's he going in preparation for trying to win his third ice cream challenge in a row? <laughs> He's actually racing Golden today. He's a birthday boy today. Um, he's just turned four, so he's in a Masters race. Um, he uh, he 
won that race at Wenny at Christmas time, and he did take a little bit of time to get over that win. He puts it all in. Um, probably had him a bit too heavy weight-wise, and the ice cream didn't help. So uh, we give him a month off after that, and uh, he had two runs back. His last one at Bull, I thought, was a cracker of a run. He stormed home for third, and I was going to pull him in the, put him in the Bull Eye Cup because he'd, he'd run um, placings in the last two finals. But um, unfortunately, he cut his toe, and beyond that track, the on-track vet did a terrific job, stitched that up. And um, so he's had a couple of weeks off, hasn't had any work. So we're really um, throwing him in the deep end a little bit today, but class of the race, hopefully, he's going to prevail. And, um, yeah, and then go into the Masters races and all sorts of things. So exciting times for him. He still enjoys his racing, and, yeah, we love it. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to be very competitive in those in those Masters races as well. Well, good luck this Saturday night with La La Kiwi. I'm sure you'll be tuned in uh, wherever you're watching the Australian Cup from and no doubt cheering very hard. Yeah, we're at Kiriof tonight too, so good luck to um, Minnie and Cam. I heard Cam earlier, so all good. Thanks thanks for having me on, Matt. No problem. There's Mick Eberand, who owns Aussie Infrared, the siler of the Group 1 Australian Cup favourite, La La Kiwi. We'll head for a quick break. Ongoing Greyhounds on the other side. We chat with Daniel Gibbons, the trainer of Titan Blazer. Form Guide, brought to you by Tabs The Lock. Activate to get Tabs' best starting price, guaranteed. TNC Supply, gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1800 858 858. Hunter's Postmortem with Ron Duffersey. Been on to win the Coolmore with such authority, but then you want to see him come back, to come back and win a Lightning and be their best sprinter. It's a real feather in his cap. Dave Stanley. The run of Nature Strip, to get where he did and to be in that position at the death, is just as extraordinary, isn't it? Dean Lester. Great horses or great athletes, we learn in adversity what they can and can't do, and on Saturday in adversity, he ran one of the races of his life. Hunter's Postmortem. Monday, 9am, Racing HQ. Get ready to meet your muse with the all-new Kia Sportage medium SUV. We unleashed our imagination to give you dominating presence and commanding luxury. The Kia Sportage has a strikingly sculpted exterior and soft-touch leather interior. SUVs, meet your master. To find out more, visit kia.com.au or head to your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. G'day, Nick Tebby here from Relationships Australia for Neighbour Day. There's no doubt the past few years have been tough on all of us, and it's during tough times that we all need somewhere and someone to turn to for help. With loneliness now affecting one in four Australians, the support of our neighbours and even our friends in online communities has never been more important. So this Neighbour Day, Sunday, March 27, why not reach out and get to know your neighbours? Find out more at neighbourday.org. Spectacle. It's in the history books. Inside the 150, Chase Mike Crowner's race clear. Leads by two and a half. Swamp Nation will profit battle out the minors. Chase Mike Crown in front getting tight. Swamp Nation over the top of them. Swamp Nation too good. To the home corner in Castle Warrior. Cornered with a mighty lead. Five in front. Well has to dig deep. He is doing so. Castle Warrior clear late. Castle Warriors won the cup. Belraj produced at the top of the lane to run home, but the leaders Sinclair Air at the moment. Nicely clear, McDan. Max Delight's in for the fight. Belraj is trying to get to them, but it's McDan. He's packing plenty. McDan. McDan wins the Newcastle Mall. Own the moment. Sky Sports Radio. It's my life. 
The stars are out for Slam Dunk Saturdays. Oh my goodness! It doesn't get any better than non-stop hoops with live games all day, every week on ESPN with KO. Wake up and watch NBA superstars LeBron James, Kevin Durant and Luka Doncic go at it. Then catch the biggest stars in the NBL like Aussie legend Matthew Dellavedova and reigning MVP Bryce Cotton. Don't miss Slam Dunk Saturdays on ESPN with KO. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. On the inside of each, certainly down Kanji Giant showing speed behind them. Then came Quintessa Bale out of the straight, though. Kanji Giant round to the front, getting up on the inside there. Titan Blazer and the favourite rail through brilliantly on the inside and took the lead and dashed away about four in front of a Kanji Giant, followed by Handsome Rhino going up on the inside there. Quarter Bale, long gap in the race into Fabriola Zimenez, followed by Webley Grader. And the last couple there carry on Star Quintessa Bale turning though. Titan Blazer heads up for the run of the judge clear and Titan Blazer won by a length and a half a game run there. Kanji Giant second, third spot. We go to Handsome Rhino, followed then by Fabriola Zimenez, followed by Webley Grader, and then came Quarter Barret near the tail of the field. And the time for the race is showing around 29.93. That was the replay of Titan Blazer winning his heat of the Tab Group 1 Australian Cup at the Meadows last Saturday night. Unfortunately, Daniel hasn't been able to join us this morning, but... It's, it's such a tremendous story, uh, the Daniel Gibbons story. He's only been training greyhounds for a number of years. Before he was a greyhound trainer, this is hard to believe, he used to be a wrestler. And if you saw him, you would completely understand uh, how he was a wrestler. He's a, he's, a, he's a massive man, very, very strong-looking fellow. And uh, yeah, he got into training greyhounds a, a few years ago and to, to get a greyhound of of this ability, Titan Blazer, so early in his career. I know I've watched a couple of interviews he's had in the past couple of days, and you can just sense the excitement in his voice. He's a $14 chance on the tab fixed odds. He's He's got box eight on Saturday night. He's had five starts from box eight. He's won three of them, and uh, he's won three of those five starts from box eight, but the only issue is all three of those have been on a, on a one-turn surface. So... Uh, it, it'll be a tough ask from out there wide on a Saturday night, but I guess the the team can have some sense of knowing that knowing that he was placed at Group One level at the Meadows in the Silver Chief from box number seven. So I'm hearing he's not too far from joining us. So just quickly going through the market for the Group One Australian Cup at the moment, Aston Rupees the favourite at two dollars thirty, but just note he is the first reserve, so he may not gain a start, but. As far as the fixed odds is concerned, he's two thirty. Lala Kiwi's three thirty. Three fifty Zippy Tesla. Five dollars immunity. Seven dollars Daffs Ascend and Paddy Wants Pat's Titan Blazer at fourteen. Daniel joins us now. Good morning to you, Daniel. I hear you're at the gym. Morning, mate. How are you? If I'm a bit puffed, it's because I've just been running around. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Talk us a little bit about Titan Blazer. I believe early on in his career, you didn't think he was much good. Yeah, no, he was really slow when we first got him. He was actually really slow until he had his first race. So, yeah, he he, he was running like 23 seconds at Geelong. He couldn't break 23. <clears throat> well, I guess that's always a a good thing when even if they don't do it on a trial day or a slip day, they, they produce it on race day. They're the days that you want them to produce it. Yeah, well, he does do that. He's a bit strange. Even till 
this day. Like, he doesn't really trial all that good. I think when you surround him with other dogs, he must just get that competitive drive and push a bit harder. It might be something to do with yourself and, and your partner. Obviously, both uh, did some wrestling, so maybe the competitive nature of, of that sport has translated through to, to Titan Blazer. <laughs> maybe, but I highly doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, tell me, what's, what's a bigger thrill for you, getting in the ring um, and wrestling someone or, or watching Titan Blazer get himself into these Group 1 races. We know he was placed in the Silver Chief. He's now in a Group 1 Australian Cup. What is it a, a, a different feeling, I suppose? I guess, one, you're in control. Two, you're kind of not in control once the, the dog goes into the boxes. What's the, what's the feeling like from both sides? Um, yeah, it's definitely a massive thrill uh, when, he, when he wins, but it, it's stressful. Like It's more, more of a relief, actually, the other night in the heat because... I was stressed all day leading up to it and a lot of pressure too because he's box one, he's the favourite and yeah, it was more of a relief on Saturday but now that I know he's made the final, it's a yeah, big thrill. And how will the stress levels be leading into Saturday night? Will you get much sleep Friday night? No, honestly, I'm not really that stressed this week like, like I was last week. Like When, when you're the favourite, there's a lot more pressure on you. you. Like Everyone's watching, everyone thinks he should win so... If he doesn't win, then it's kind of you get you question yourself as to what did you do wrong? Why didn't he win the race? But come Saturday night, I, th- I think he's almost one of the roughies. So yeah, not not much pressure at all, really. Yeah, they say sometimes they say even in sport you see AFL and NRL the hardest game to win is the preliminary final. Just that, and once that relief of making it through to the big final is 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 there, it's you can just go out and do your thing. On the, on the biggest stage. So hopefully that's what Titan Blazer can do. Box draw, how are your immediate thoughts following the box draw? Um, straight away, I was a bit, uh, I don't really want box eight because he's just going to get trapped on the outside like he did in the Warrigal Cup. But um, I've watched a couple of the replays of the dog in seven, the daily dog, yeah. and it kind of wants to get to the rail straight away. So I know he's not as quick as probably five or six of the other dogs in the race early, but if he can avoid a little bit of trouble on that first corner, I reckon his second split's close to one of the quickest in the race. So if he gets room at that first corner, he'll, he could get to the front by the second split, and then he's just got to hold on. And there must be a little bit of the positivity knowing that in the Silver Chief, he drew box seven. So uh, it's not foreign to him being out wide in a, in a Group 1 final at the Meadows. Yeah, no, that's right. And I think that was a harder draw because the dog that drew box eight in that wanted to get to the rails, and it kind of cut his head off as soon as it came out of the boxes. So... I think having that room on the outside will definitely help him, but he definitely has his work cut out for him. Yeah, for sure. And I hear you're related to, to Samantha Grenfell, whose partner, Corey Grenfell, had Tigalong Tonk, and, and through her you've been able to form a relationship with the Wheeler family. How much of an influence have both Sam and the Wheeler family been on your career so far? Oh, well, the Wheeler family is massive influence. We wouldn't have all the dogs we've got now if it wasn't for them well um yeah we're definitely grateful for that and we there's no way we'd be in the same position we are today without them um it's yeah massive head start for someone that's just starting out like a lot of people have been in the game for 10 to 15 years and don't get dogs like what we've been given so yeah it's just luck it's who you know not what you know at the start (laughs) yeah for sure 
And and going back to, to Sam and Corey, obviously both young trainers in their own right have had the experience of being in, in Group 1 races. Do you talk to them about how to, to deal with, you were talking about stresses going into heat nights and, and things like that. Do you talk to them about no, their experiences? I, I, and Corey's the last person to ask about stress. He's the biggest stress head I know, so <laughs> I definitely don't ask him for advice. No, no I, I'm usually pretty calm. Like, I'll... All the other races, the big races he's been in, I was pretty calm and not real stressful. It was only, like I said, the heat leading up to it. I know he had problems and he wasn't. He didn't go into the race 100% and we had all that pressure on as him being odds-on favourite and box one, so that stressed me a bit. But other than that, I'm usually pretty calm. Yeah, well, at least he did the right thing by you. Well, good luck on Saturday night. I'm sure with a bit of luck, he, he will be in the finish. Currently a $14 fixed dodge chance. It'll be a hell of a story if he can win. Good luck to you, Daniel. No worries, buddy. Thank you. There we have Daniel Gibbons, the trainer of Titan Blazer, who will go around in the Group 1 Australian Cup on Saturday night. Unfortunately, we were hoping to have a chat with Des Magici, the president of the Tari Greyhound track, who is unfortunately unavailable. But touching on Greyhound Racing New South Wales announced last week uh, that Tari is going to be set for a, a big mid coast nor a big a mid north coast super track. It's the combination of. Three tracks up there on the mid-north coast, Tari, Warhope and Kempsey. Uh, it's, it's certainly going to to, to boost, uh, I suppose, Greyhound Racing in that region. Uh, it's going to be a, a tremendous thing for, for Tari, which, is, which has had a few problems in recent times. So to, to have a big super track get built up there is going to be wonderful. I'm sure with the success that we've seen at Graft in the recent new track, uh, build up on the northern rivers. Uh, it's it's an exciting time. So, yeah, a very very great boost, I suppose, for the mid north coast greyhound racing in general. Hopefully, we'll be able to touch a bit more on that next week. So that wraps up going greyhounds for this week. Of course, we'll touch on the Group One Australian Cup and Fair to Bale Superstars next Tuesday and also we get a little bit closer to that Dubbo Country Championship as well. Enjoy the week hope you find many winners and the best of luck to you all. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report